Okay. Here we Recording go. in progress. Here we go. Go. We're going from mediocre Adam. to abysmal. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna jump in with the intro here. Uh, hey there, everyone. Welcome to the mediocre foiling podcast. We're back after a little bit of a hiatus. There, we took a little break because we're lazy and we were working and. It's a busy time of year, so fuck off. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're this back. This is fun, though. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's good to be back. Uh, and we're back here with an interview. Uh, feeling good. We're kind of following the rest of the surf industry uh, by selling out big, cashing out, bringing some sub content in <laughs> to increase our listener base. Uh, totally sell out. Uh, so the next episode is going to be sponsored by Casper Mattresses. They're going to be paying us <laughs> fat stacks now that uh, every subfoiler in the world is tuning yeah, in. All five of us. That should yeah, work out real well for you. Selling out for that content. Here we go. Uh, great interview today. Um, really excited about it. I'm hanging out in my home office on James Island looking out. In this beautiful gray weather, at least it's not freezing cold. Uh, Matt, where are you today? Oh, I should have known better. You were way too eager to do the intro, Nick. I knew you had <laughs> fucking something to say. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. I'm I'm in my house in West Ashley, and um, I'm crying a little bit because that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. West Ashley, nice, nice. And joined with us today is uh, original foil homie Adam Jones, uh, yep. our, our local uh, buddy who, who's out with us in the cold and the dark today. Three of us together, we walked out, hiked out there, didn't drive in, hiked out in the dark and the cold, and it was pretty good. It was pretty. It was good. pretty good. It was. It was. Yeah. So Adam, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, um, no problem. Yeah. I so, gotta so, say, for the record, I did get the first wave of 2023. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. I mean, I was fighting it there for a little bit. I, I was having a tough one. I was having oh, yeah. a tough one. I was just yeah. staying away from you, basically. <laughs> you at one point, uh, I liked the one booty. You were in one booty, basically. Yeah. That was a nice setup. It was, yeah. was nice. But yeah, no, I was I was seeing who got the first wave, and Matt definitely got the first wave. Twenty. Yeah, Nick called Nick Powell for one. You just didn't ride it, so yes, I I, <laughs> I I was fighting the boots hard. Yeah, Adam, you did too, actually. I was still in my caffeine induced call every <laughs> two seconds and curse, basically. So, at, least, yeah. at least you have an excuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. at least you got that going for you. Three thoughts. Um, but but uh yeah so uh adam thank you for joining us today uh excellent excellent foiler adam is always out with us he's always down to go always on the sup always trying uh new boards he's got that yep. nice kalama now it's looking good yep 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 um yeah so always always stoked to have adam out he's, he's always uh an excellent presence good energy uh and ripping rider on the sub foil about so, that. yeah 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 Okay, um, Adam, tell tell us a little bit about about your yourself here. Um, where you're from, where where you grew up? Yeah, like so, yeah. So I grew up in Wilmington, kind of like a small version of Charleston. Um, uh, my parents lived at Curie Beach, so I, when I was real little, I was in the water from basically as soon as I was born. So um, grew up in Wilmington, uh, longboarded. Um, you know, kind of never. I've always been 
not the most coordinated human being, so it took some time. But, um, yeah, longboard all through high school, skipped a lot of school, um, just was in the water a lot, and then um, went to college, went to NC State, went to grad school, got into snowboarding. Where'd you go, um, where'd you go to grad school? Appalachian State, yeah. Uh, so in the mountains, crappy mountains, but uh, they're fun. It's a good pl- spot. It's fun to um, – the mountains there, the snow is horrible, but um, it was something to do. It's kind of like uh, surf here. So um, – <laughs> Got 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 yeah. into snowboard. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's it's ice, and if you can ride there, you can probably ride anywhere. Um, but yeah, so got into snowboarding. Was going to move out west and and do that whole deal, but ended up with a job in Charleston. Um, got here, I was like, I need something. And I saw kiteboarding, so that was kind of the hook to get back in the water. Yeah, um, what year did you start kiting then? I started kiting in O. Six. I moved here in 05. Wow. So I think probably about the same time, Nick. Nick, when did you start? Uh, well, so I started a couple years later. I started okay. in 2010, I want to say. And at the time, like I wanted to do like like wave kiting on like a surfboard. Yeah. And like we were both kiting like Sullivan's IOP at the time. And you were the yeah. only other person on like a surfboard. And, and I remember, like, we did a downy together, and I was like, I want to ride with that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember you from Sullivan. Sullivan's an Isle of Palms since, like, a, a lifetime ago. But, yeah, oh, so we we started uh, we started there, and I was really into twin tip. And I was like, okay, this, this you know, once you get – there's a certain level where it kind of levels off, and you're kind of like, all right, this is getting boring, and then got back into waves and loved it. So um still like kiting. Um still into it. But um but yeah, so that's that's kind of where that came from. And then I needed something else to get some water time. So I started just riding because I, I lived in Park Circle. So I started just getting getting on a sub just to get out, just to get some exercise, that sort of thing, and then kind of progressed from there. Um I still have longboard and uh but yeah, I kind of moved to that and then uh and, and went from there. So on the sup, it was mainly, it was just like, oh, this will be easier. You know, this is kind of something to do, blah, blah, blah. I never really, and then I kept getting more into it. I uh, started doing, like, listening to progression podcasts, going to Costa Rica, making trips, and kept getting smaller and smaller boards. Um, and it, it ended up being pretty fun. So I kind of stuck with it and never went back to the long board. But I think that's going to change here this year. That's the plan anyways. So. So yeah, nice. um, so your goal is to start surfing again a little bit more this summer. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I want to get on the longboard because I kind of see that barracuda style as a as a way. I, I like that for the inlet eventually yeah. as a, as a okay. progression to to prone in again. So nice. I, was, I was actually looking at them right before you guys called. So yeah, cool. Yeah. So today, I think my last four sessions have been foil regular surf foil regular surf like there hasn't been two sessions in a row of the same and today it hardly crossed my mind other than the fact my feet were numb and it was cold <laughs> it was challenging but it wasn't because i was foiling yeah. um so that's a good goal to have nice yeah right on um 
Hey, let's back up for a second. Um, so what do you do for a living? Oh yeah. Um, so I am a, I do a, a systems engineer, but I um, moved over to cybersecurity. So I do um, RMF for the government. It's basically just making sure that the systems are secure, that sort of thing. Cool. And you're Um, working from home mostly, correct? I work from home all the time. I love it. Nice. I made that change like four years ago. So I feel like we all have flexible jobs and that helps. It's kind of a requirement, it seems like. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, I'd lose my shit. I don't think I could go back to an office. I think think my coworkers and I would collectively kill someone. So it would be horrible. (laughs) Yeah, definitely get ugly for me. Yes. I can't do it. So. So I travel every once in a while. I used to travel nonstop. So uh, until about four years ago, I was on the road about 150 days a year. So oh, wow. uh, I got to see a lot, but yeah, I like being at home. Nice. So let's talk about foiling more. What's your favorite version of foiling, Adam, of all the different types? You know what I mean? Like conditions, yeah. versions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I go through phases. Um, I think the inlet, definitely. I think the inlet made foiling. Uh, I remember. So I remember going to Isle of Ponds with you guys one day, right? And I saw some old guy out on his foil. I was like, I can do that. And so um, I remember thinking, I was like, oh, this is why this works, basically. Yeah. Um, so, so the inlet, when it's good, now I have a, obviously there's a, uh, there's a degree of where it's more effort than it, it, it. It's I have a smaller margin of error in the in the inlet for sure because of that small board and and just trying to stand up. Uh, yeah. When you guys get the nice little chunky, choppy, just short period, those washy conditions are really good for us and start getting tough for you. They're horrible for me. It's it's a cursing, horrible just one <laughs> kill everyone type situation so yeah it when i'm out there and i'm falling a hundred times a session it's not fun but uh yeah so um i think days like today where it's clean clean inlet is probably my favorite um i like a little bit more size because i can hold hold up on the wave a little bit longer but um yeah i think clean inlet and sometimes there's barrel days where you can just set a line and just go and like stand straight up and just glide yeah, is really that feels more longboardish to me again, and I kind of love that. So that those are my two favorites. Yeah, um, we haven't had a barrel day like that in a while. I haven't. We haven't. Yeah. Hey, Adam, how do you think um, foilings change like your overall relationship with with the water and your water sports? Like, you're you're antsy just like me, or more so. Right. Has it helped yes. you with that? Um, I'll, I'll say this. So like I was telling you, I was looking at like overall time for the year. Cause uh, I track all that and, and foiling has definitely decreased the number of sessions I probably get. It shouldn't, but it does, but their quality is so much better. So, and, and, and they're longer sessions. So foiling for me, it, I'm using so much energy standing, paddling. It's just nonstop legs and, and, and a lot of work that the overall, sessions and everything are better but i get less of them so whereas i was in the water mm-hmm. two more days a year a couple of years ago now it might be 150 180 something like that or 2 250 
So I think foiling has just opened it up and it's made me not want to go on a surf trip really. But I think that's going, it's all cyclical. So it'll come back around. Yeah. So when you were getting all those days in the water, were you like one of those guys that just piled out at the pier? Like yep. Yep. every morning, every morning I just, uh, sunrise, I'd go out in the winter every morning, go out for an hour before work, get my mind right, come home and, and, and get to work. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a good habit to be in. Yeah. It's yeah. smart. It's a good way it to was, be. It was me, Brian and Stu. So I'm going to try and get back to that, but. Uh, yeah, it's the foiling kind of foiling so tied and condition dependent that, you know, we don't, we don't always have those, those windows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's interesting because I mean, for us coming from like a, a shortboarding background, foiling is, is a huge opener in terms of the number of days. Um, we just get on, on the water a thousand times more foiling yeah. versus just shortboarding, but you know, coming from a, a, a sup experience seems like um, it's not it's not quite such a stark difference. You get a lot of days on the sup. Yes, you can pretty much get out any day you really want to, unless there's yeah. wind. And then when there's wind, if there's enough wind for it to kite, if, if, if there's enough wind that you can't have fun on that, then uh, you're kiting. So it, it's there's not a lot of in between. Yeah, there's not a lot I mean, of days off. Dude, I've been having a lot of fun lately on the windy days foiling, just just prone foiling on the windy days. I caught that windy, windy Southwest a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. It it was super fun. It it was uh, pretty, pretty epic conditions for me. And uh, everybody else was kiting and winging. And I was was all by my lonesome bobbing around. But it was good. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, and it, it, I think definitely you're getting more, if you get more days in different conditions, you're, you're wider in that range that you're comfortable into, which helps. Yeah, it's a big help. Um, so, so tell us about the gear you're riding right now. Got, right, so, got, got, got an interesting setup going. Well, so from a foil standpoint, I pretty much do whatever you tell me. That's, that's <laughs> my general rule of thumb. Yeah, let's get I practice. just wait. Yeah, I think all of us. It's like Nick has a family tree of foiling, and it's like all of us are like, well, now you're on this, now you're on that. Now, if I've swapped every time he swapped, I, Lord only knows, I'd have like 12 foils. But no, I've, I've pretty much just followed whatever Nick says. And so that's been the foil. So I'm on his p 185. Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yes, yep, yep. And then um, the old 29 and a half, one solid piece, Go foil pedestal, which I'm very glad I have based on the new sizes and setup. Um, and that 29 and a half feels perfect to me. So nice. um, the 24 always felt like the there's a narrow range, um, and it felt it was wobbly that first generation one I had. So I like that setup. Uh, I might look at new wings, um, but that's pretty much where I'm at. And then I have to a little bit larger of a tail just because. Uh, I tried the smaller tail and I just didn't have anything to push against. I needed, I needed just a little bit more tail with a more volume on the board. Um, so that's so a foil setup. Board wise, I've gone from a 6.5115 to a 5.8105 ish, which. Uh, 105 liters? Yeah. And then nice. now I am on 5.2, 105 liters. And, and, and how many kilos do you weigh? 
I so I am probably right now I'm a little heavier. I am around eighty ish, eighty two kilograms. Gotcha. Uh, so so, about so 178. you're, yeah. So you're riding like twenty twenty five liters up from your weight. Yeah, and the smallest I've ever gone on. on obviously, with it's weird. It's a different balance kind of technique between subfoil the the width versus the longer board. Longer board definitely helps narrower. Um, so the smallest one I ever got on was a nice seven liter seven eleven, um, and that was pretty easy to do actually um really so that yeah um and that was i was probably about 168 170 pounds then so a little little less weight uh but yeah so um but yeah so um now 105 seems to be i don't think i can go i definitely can't go any shorter but i think i can that's going to work in the long haul border wise yeah that that makes sense because i mean like like that board you're on right now is pretty short and i feel like like for me prone like the diminishing returns of smaller length like started happening around four six and uh, that's really when like smaller stopped helping so I, i don't know it sounds like you're in the same place on the step around what five one you said Five two, yeah, I yeah, think five, five one. Uh, that, that that makes sense. I mean, that's really short for a sup. So that's um, crazy. It's, it's, it just seems like a nice and tight, compact shape. Yes, yeah, it's super. It's pretty easy to balance laterally, sideways. It's the forward nose that's tough uh, on taking off. But it seems once you get it on it, once you once you get it, there's a certain cadence you kind of have to keep up. Once you get it, it seems like I can bury the nose, get it up, hop, and go. Yeah, um, and it works out. And 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 and, and that's that um, Kalama with that like pulled in pintail on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Those like hard shines pulled in to a little pintail on the bottom. That's a cool shape. It is. They cut the volume in all the right spots. It's yeah, great. it recovers really well. Um, I feel like if I do a little bit of a of a bump stop, uh, it doesn't drag as much speed coming off uh kind of um when you're initially taken off it has a little more speed from the get-go yeah and it, it, it's, it seems like it's got some good paddle power behind it that yeah. like pulled in tail like it wants to slip through the water real nice yeah it it definitely each it's interesting each board likes a different cadence and so as you go down size it needs a quicker iner- change in inertia basically so this one this one it's almost like i don't even start paddling until the last little bit and it's it's really fast and then you're good um whereas the longer boards like a longer pull in uh if i did that on my old six five i'd eat shit probably so nice yeah i mean dude i i i really uh i mean i don't know for for those of you listening who don't know adam adam's a pretty fit guy um Man, I think I think if you got on one of those longer Kalama boards, you'd have a uh, a flat water pop up yeah. in your future. Yeah, and, 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 and if you could nail that flat water pop up, you'd have a a flat water session. So all of a sudden, you'd be back at your two hundred plus sessions a year. Right, that would be insane. Yeah, I've I've watched the videos. Um, there's a if, if we could try it, we could do it. We could, yeah. I want to try uh, Stu's six one because it's wide enough. I think I can actually balance on it. It's 115 liters. 
but it's uh, 6126, I think. So, yeah, it would be worth trying. Yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, dude. Maybe you'll have a sub crew before you know it. No, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> we'll see. I'll be out there flat water starting with you. Um, yeah, maybe downwind or who knows? Who knows down the road? Yeah, well, that's where you, you might be leading leading us with the downwinders. I'm seeing more and more sessions where Adam is at the advantage. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, just like having that paddle power and like having that like tighter board, faster foil, like it is like an, in, an increasing number of sessions, you are at the advantage for catching waves, for time on foil, for like like getting back to the spot. It's, it's definitely becoming more of an advantage. And I, th- I think those conditions are going to start to show more and more. Yeah. The one thing I will say is that whereas you guys... I, at least I'm guessing your your limiting factor is your is usually so you're on arms to begin with and then you're then you're pumping legs. I'm using all legs the whole time, basically. Because you forget that paddle is all hamstrings, quads, that kind of pull. So it, it that is the one downside. I think I I've got more power by burnout quicker. Maybe I just need to toughen up. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, I definitely yeah. I definitely felt like in the in these wetsuit conditions today, um, you were at a big advantage because I, I feel like normally, like 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 I feel like normally I've got like a really quick pop up to my feet and I can kind of like squeeze some energy out in like mm-hmm. just the right spot in the wave. But like being in that like thick wetty today and like being all slow and like like I like I lost that like get to my feet quick. And I, I was definitely struggling. And I feel like you, like, are, like, already in your surf position, like, paddling in. And you're not, like, held back as much by that wetsuit slowing you down through through the pop-up like we are. Right. Yeah. No, I think uh, it's obviously a definite advantage. You have better sight lines. You've got more power. But you're still more volume, bigger board still, you know, you still are – Still, from a kick. from a yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yes, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm used to it. Yeah, we gotta have I mean, one, right? Yeah, I keep the quarter alive. It's just ingrained in me. <laughs> I gotta keep it mediocre. You know, you guys, you guys are getting up here, and then I bring it back down. I don't know about that. Uh, hey, what do you um? What are your goals going forward? Like. Sounds like you're, you you want to get back on the longboard surfing. What else? I do. I do. I want if yeah. So I want to get back longboarding just because uh, just a new challenge type thing. Because it's been so long. I think it's been 25 years probably or 20 years since I've other than like a couple of times in Costa Rica or a couple of quick sessions. It's been a long time. So I want to do that. And then I see that as an avenue to the bear. I, I've, pretty interested in those barracudas mainly just for the inlet day the kalama long uh-huh. narrow six one um, but you're talking about proning them yes yeah yeah cool. definitely yeah okay. no i think i think that long board I, I think that is an easier intro into it because i've yeah. never been able to shortboard like uh, even when i was you know 15 i couldn't shortboard worth the shit so uh i figured that might be a good good and uh, just another discipline 
just another thing to try and do and pull off. Um, so I think that's the main focus this year. Uh, and winging. Hadn't talked about winging, but oh, I will God. wing eventually. I'm getting dragged grudgingly into winging, <laughs> but um, I see the days. I think Southwest days. So I will actually try and do it once we get a good run of Southwest days. Yeah, me too. We just need to get the consecutive days, you know, yeah. get two or three days in a week rather than one day a month. Yeah, I think we're going to have to wait for those days when it's pretty cool out, but it's clear and you get southwest just from just heating. Of the, it's just the, mm-hmm. like late winter thermals or midwinter thermals I mean, you get. Early summer is, is pretty good. I feel like late summer, the sea breeze kind of like shuts off when it gets too hot. I had yeah. my best sessions like early summer, beginning part of the summer at Seabreeze Cycle was like cooking just right. And it was like, like, like nice wind every afternoon. And I got out like a lot. And that's really what, what pushed my progression a lot in, in winging is like getting those Seabreeze sessions all the time, like every, like, like three, four days a week. It's yeah. a big help. Word. I really, yeah, I, I'm really just looking for some flat because you usually we get them in the winter, especially January, February. We start getting those days where it's like it's clear out, it's in the 50s, but it's sunny. It's sunny enough that it warms up and you get a southwest, mm-hmm. and 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 it's not foggy. It's dry enough that the air mixes and and we get like you know 15, 12, 15, 18 knots, and it's flat. Is the main thing. So yeah. hopefully we get some days. Um, so yeah, just more days in the water. Yeah, man, I like it. Well, and and, and, and you've already got the board, so you're you're pretty much required yeah. to wing. It's yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not it's not an option. <laughs> Somehow, if I made it through without winging, I don't know. That would yeah. So I, yeah. I'm pretty much no. I out of everyone that should wing, I'm somehow the last one. Should probably should have been the first. Yeah, one. yeah. Well, I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. You're right uh, about kite foiling, but yeah, winging not so much. <laughs> I mean, I gave you the one wing, right? And, and if if you wait long enough and, and, and keep keep pushing back, I'm gonna give you another. <laughs> There'd be like foils. So I've, got, I've got two of your hand down foils, and I get some wings. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll definitely try, and then uh, and go from there. Uh, especially, I see it. Uh, with the inlay on Southwest days, where where Chris, especially Chris, is getting those bumps and coming in, is yeah, just, I, feeling it. yeah, he really yeah. is. Yeah, I, I kited behind him. I kited like on the wave right behind him on several waves on that last good day we had out there, and it was fucking unreal. It was like watching a movie. Yeah. Um, he just like throws the kite, and it's just like the thing just flies behind him, follows him around like a dog. <laughs> fucking ridiculous! I'm like, what am I doing with this kite out here? <laughs> Why am I doing stupid? This? And then, then like we like we rode one wave together. He's like, let's go, and I'm like, okay, but I can only go this one direction. <laughs> <laughs> and I just get like drug out of the wave, basically by my kite, and he's just gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, we, yeah. we gotta wrap this up, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, what do you what do you have any advice for anyone starting out fresh that wants to get into foiling, whether sup or prone, whatever? Yeah, uh, find Nick and let him. Yeah. 
pretty much what they did plan. Uh, I, I, will say, I will say, when, and, I, and I remember telling Dick, Dick, this, there's no way in hell this shit's going to work. They do this and, you know, you're never going to do this, have fun, get your ass beat. But um, no, nah, I think you got to commit to it is the main thing. He told me that early on. And it's easy for me to commit because I'm foiling sessions 500 times better than anything I was doing. So, um, yeah. So I Same with commit. us. You know, shortboarding wasn't really available. Or it's not available that often here. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. But, yeah. No, I think just committing is the main is the main thing. Any other people who who could have easily gotten it and but didn't commit, that's that's the difference. Is that that commitment to I'm gonna eat shit and take some sessions. Just like anything, winging yeah. everything else. Uh, I think the only difference is with kiting and winging, you're not really giving up a session. Whereas with this, you know you're giving up a session. Yeah. Or multiple. Yeah, for you yeah. especially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Part, I feel like part of it also is like the financial commitment, right? Like, like part of the reason why like old shitty used cheap gear doesn't work is because you are not like financially committed to the tune of like fifteen hundred dollars on a foil and another grand sure. on a board. Yeah. Like, like if you if you put twenty five hundred dollars in something, you're fucking going. You're not like <laughs> not going. <laughs> you're going. But like if you're only like a couple hundred bucks in, eh, yeah, fuck it. I can take it. Yeah. Dipping yeah. your toe in the water. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kind of like yeah. winging for me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm driving around with a board. I've been that board's very well traveled that I have. It's been in my van for months. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure there's a board in yeah. that bag yeah nice, all right nice. sweet well thanks for all coming yeah. on adam yeah no worries. thank you Appreciate so much yeah. happy new year to you guys yep happy new year later see ya <laughs> later everyone thank you for joining Bye. Bye.